welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. What is up, 5%ers, and welcome back to another episode of the 5% Radio Podcast. Today is episode 50, and I want to talk to you about issues with problems with the dangers of putting new wine into old wineskins. See, many, many, many times, and this this actually, everything that I'm, I'm talking about today really comes uh, from a, uh, a thought that I got while I was listening to a talk given by a guy who is a, a B-typer, a large business owner, lives off of, you know, passive income, works very, very, very minimally. And uh, that's, you know, obviously that's a lifestyle that I'm going for. That's what I've uh, put out a declaration of on this podcast. This is season one, the journey to freedom of the 5% radio podcast show. So that being said, I'm listening to a lot of information um, on that kind of stuff. So uh, stick around, by the way, for episode 51. Definitely check that out. I'm going to be talking about uh, different kinds of media and really how that impacts you along the journey of exactly what I'm discussing in this episode. But anyway, let's let's dive into this because one of the things that he was talking about was this so many times. People will see someone who has quote unquote made it. They've achieved this great lifestyle. They make a lot of money. They, you know, have multiple homes big cars, nice vacations, all the stuff, whatever, whatever that person's picture of making it is, they'll see that person and they'll ask questions like, what do you do? How can I do it? Maybe they even ask why the person chose, you know, why did you choose that specific niche, that field, that career path, that business model, when really the most important question that they could ask if they actually wanted that exact same lifestyle, those same results, rather than saying, what do you do? How can I do it? Why'd you pick that? Those questions are great, but ultimately what's most relevant is if the person were to ask, how can I learn to think like you think? Okay, what the heck, Jesse? What does that have to do with anything? Well, see, the Bible talks about in the book of Luke. Luke five thirty six through 38, he says this. He also, he being Jesus, he also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does... He will tear the new piece, and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins in it, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. What the heck does that have to do with how can I learn to think like you think? Well, a lot of people will take themselves into a new season of life. They set some goals, and they take the same old them into that season of life. And a great example of this would be when I was coaching uh, weight loss, I had a client, uh, I'm going to change her name, but uh, let's, let's just say that her name was Joanne. It's not her name, almost said her actual name, but a good friend of mine, awesome, awesome gal, still see her on a pretty regular basis. But so I was coaching with Joanne, again, change her name. So I'm coaching with Joanne and we keep kind of running into the same issue and we're having this conversation and she's she's basically telling me that she is white knuckling her way through the program that we're doing. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, I know what the problem is. This is an identity problem. This is a an old you trying to have a new future, an old way of thinking, trying to produce new results, which is not going to work. Same thing as putting new wine into old wineskins. Or I want you to think about the, the analogy at the beginning of that uh, parable that Jesus told in Luke 5. If you took your worst pair of jeans, like their oldest, shabbiest, just tattered, terrible, stained up, you know, the fabric's all stretched out, like the the perfect pair of jeans right before they became like junk, they were great. They were super comfortable. And then take a patch from that 
sew them onto a freshly torn pair of new denim jeans, and then wash that and use it. Like, what's going to happen? That's not going to go well because they're in two completely different phases of their life cycle as far as denim goes. One is, like, doing awesome, and one is, like, hasn't even finished stretching out yet. There's all these issues. It needs to needs to fade, needs to thin out, like, all this other stuff. You can really tell that I don't, like, steady denim in my spare time, by the way, if you know anything about denim. Um, but the analogy still works nonetheless. So I'm coaching with Joanne. And, or rather, she's coaching with me, and I'm, I'm going through weight loss coaching, and, and every single time we have this conversation, she's basically telling me, like, I don't know how long I can do this, Jesse. I don't know how long I can keep doing the no cheat days. I don't know how long I can keep doing the gym. I don't know how long I can keep doing this amount of water. I don't know how long I can keep eating this clean. I don't know, pretty much, like, I don't know when I'm going to break down, is what she's telling me, over and over and over again. And I ask her, you know, I said, Joanne, right now, while you're going through this program, while you're dropping the weight, while you're prepping the food, while you're doing all this grocery shopping, like you're doing everything you're supposed, like on the surface, everything you're supposed to be doing, you're doing. And things to me look really good. They really do. Like I, I feel like you're doing an awesome job, but that feeling that you have right there is indicative to me that you're like probably on your last leg of the journey and something's about to go horribly wrong. So I ask her this, I said, do you feel like you're white knuckling this right now? Like you're holding on for dear life and you're not really sure. I guess what I'm hearing from you is I'm not really sure how much longer I can keep this up. I'm barely hanging on. And she's like, yes, like pretty much took the words out of her mouth. She's like, yes, that's exactly where I'm at. So I asked her, I kind of took a step back and, you know, I'm just reflecting on the conversation we've had. And I would take a lot of notes during these sessions because I, I realized that it was less about the program that the given client was on. And it was more about the mindset the client had during and before the program. Really, really, really hugely important what they had before because that kind of gave me the foundation of what we needed to build on and the the kind of the minefield that we had to navigate mentally to get them through the other side of the program physically. Anyone can lose weight. We've all seen people lose weight. It's an entirely different thing for people to lose weight and keep it off. And it's an entirely different thing for people to lose weight, keep it off, and maintain that lifestyle for the rest of their years. Like, those are Totally different skill sets, different mindsets required. Anyone can be like, yep, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the next two months. Like most people can do that. We all know people that have tried to diet. They looked amazing, felt amazing. They're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. In a few weeks after the diet's over, they're like, oh, I'm right back up to where I was before where I started. And I've actually gained weight. Like we've all seen this. So I'm having this conversation and I ask her, you know, I, I was like, okay, so Joanne, do you see yourself right now as Fat Joanne or skinny Joanne? She's like, still see myself as fat. I'm like, all right, so we are trying to take new results and produce those out of an old mindset. So I'm trying to take new wine and put it into old wineskins. I'm trying to take self-image A and put it into lifestyle B. Like Zig Ziglar said this. He said, you can never consistently behave in a manner that is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. So why did they tell that story and how does this tie in? Well, many times it's really more important to think about, okay, I have to change my thinking before I focus on changing my results. Because I can focus on changing my results, but in order to have something more than where you are right now, what you are right now, what you have right now, to go somewhere that you've never gone before, to be someone that you've never been is, is more often than not, not always, but more often than not, largely by what I've seen, Less about you doing more work, more whatever. It's less about you doing more and more about you becoming more. 
Because we've all seen the person that's just hit their head against the wall and they've done the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And it eventually loses its effectiveness. It, it kind of becomes like, um, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And like for a while, it's effective. And then you hit a lid where you actually have to change something else. So at some point, if you're a runner and you're trying to get your mile time down to, let's say, 445, like you're you're just single, 1600 meter. So that would be if you have a regular football field, that'd be four times around the track. You want to get that down to four minutes and 45 seconds. Okay, so like that's that is the goal. Great goal. At some point, just you running the mile faster is not going to get you there. You need to start doing intervals. You need to start doing longer distance. You need to start doing intervals with smaller rest in between. You need to start doing um, maybe focusing on 400s and then focusing on 200s and then focusing on 800s and then going for another mile of time. Then you need to go focus on this other discipline that has nothing to do with running. Then you need to go in the gym and work on strengthening your feet. Like there, you need to go work on your core. You need to work on your diet. Maybe if you can lose two or three pounds, like there's, there's all these different things that have nothing to do with running or so it seems, but it actually has everything to do with it. Because there comes a point where you just doing more is not the thing that's going to make you better. Just doing more of the same is not going to get you something new. And there's a saying that, that Stephen Covey had in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he said that internal victories, in other words, changes, proceed external victories. What's he mean? Well, the things that happen on the inside are going to have to happen first before you ever see it on the outside. Before I see fruit come out of the ground, there has to be a seed planted. Before I see an apple tree actually grow apples, the tree has to grow large enough that it can support and bear fruit. Before I see a carrot grow the stem out of the ground, there has to be a seed planted. Before a watermelon vine starts to actually grow watermelons, there has to be a seed planted. There has to be this entire process. See, the, I believe it's the Chinese bamboo tree. And there's, there's all these motivational speeches about this. Probably one of the best ones, if you want to look this up, is uh, Les Brown. Just type in Les Brown, L-E-S, Brown. So first and last name, Chinese bamboo. And he talks about the Chinese bamboo tree has to be watered every single day for five years. Okay. So, so 365 times five, whatever that is, over, I think, 2,100 days, just rough numbers here. So over 2,100 days. You have to water that little sucker and not miss a day. Like, it's got to be consistent. And then it grows something crazy like 90 feet in, I don't know, a couple months or 90 feet in a couple weeks. Like, it grows just astronomically, exponential. Like, how in the world? But it took five years of watering the thing for it to actually even grow, grow a deep enough root to be able to grow that fast. So many people don't have mentally the roots, so to speak, to actually get the results they want. So I'm going to go over three examples here of, like, really how this applies in real world. And again... I'm going to read this parable again that Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 5. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. There's a saying by Chris Brady, an author, leadership teacher, uh, a guy that I follow, listen to as much of his content as I can find. And one of the things that he says is that you cannot take your old, he says crappy self, but you can't take your old crappy self into a bright new future because you'd only just darken it. Like who I am now cannot go where I want to go without screwing up where I want to go. So 
Me, when I was 18, couldn't have the marriage that I have today, not because of the person that I was with, but because of the person that I was. So here's three examples. So uh, number one, let's let's talk about marriage. So example number one is that many people get married and divorced and married and divorced and married and divorced and married and divorced over and over and over again. And I'm not I'm not throwing stones. I'm not trying to pick on people here. Like just this is just an example that we can all relate to real world because we've all seen this. And they can never really seem to make a relationship work because they've never, quote unquote, found the right person. Right. Like that that's what everyone says. Oh, I, I got to I got to find the right person. Like the reason it didn't work out with that chick is because she was crazy. The reason it didn't work out with that guy is because he was a jerk. Like when I find the right guy, when I find the right gal, man, I'm t- I'm going to make this work. Like ultimately it's less about finding the right person and more about becoming the right person because being the right person will actually attract and keep the right person. So that that's the first example is marriage. Like I can't just take old me and produce new results. It's not going to happen. So again, rather than what do you do? How do you do it? How can I do it? Why'd you pick that? Rather than that, how do I learn to think like you think? If you want someone's marriage that has the, the qualities that you desire in every area, the 5% of people that actually not only see, I, I was talking to a friend tonight and he was talking about how long his grandparents have been married. Amazing. 67 years. Like that's, that is incredible. Like hats off bowing on like, that's amazing. 67. That's literally longer than some people get to enjoy a lifetime. And that couple has been married that long. Like that's amazing. But there are people that have been married just as long that are just miserable and stubborn. And I'm not, I'm not saying that about this friend's family because I haven't met them. They're probably awesome people, but the majority of people who are like, yep, we've been married this many years. It doesn't mean that their marriage is amazing. They just didn't get a divorce. Like, follow me. Like, they, that's like saying, I've been going to the gym regularly for 30 years. Like, I've never stopped going. Like, have you made market progress? Like, are you where you want to be? It's less about doing the thing. You can know all the right answers. You can know all the right information. You can have all of the new wine, put it in old wineskins, new thoughts, new techniques, all this different stuff, put in the same old thinking and it's not going to work. Example number two, majority of people who win the lottery are actually worse off financially after than they were before, which means not only did the old dollars that they had run away. So think about this. So I'm broke. I get, you know, $9 million from the lottery after tax. I make, let's say $4.4 million. That means that if I'm in financial duress, I'm actually worse off after winning the lottery. That means not only did my old dollars that I already had run away, but all of the new dollars did too. Or a better way to put it, not only did I blow through the 4.4 million, but I also blew through the stuff that I had before that, like when I was already broke. So they were given new money and new circumstances. Should be a new phase of life, right? Wrong. They had old thinking. Here's new money. Look what happened when the government handed out all this money during the pandemic. Like... I talked to so many people that kept kept working, both the husband and the wife kept working because their jobs were, um, uh, what they call it? Gosh, I can't even think. I, I'm so glad that I can't even remember that because it's 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 been that long. But non-essential, whatever it was, like their their jobs were not non-essential. They were essential jobs. They both kept working, and then they got this injection of six hundred, three hundred, twelve hundred, nine hundred dollars a month, whatever it was, depending on how many kids they had. So they got this injection of three hundred bucks a kid. Let's say it's an extra. $900. You've got three kids. So now I'm making what I was making, plus I'm making an extra $900 a month, almost another grand a month. $100 bills, I give you nine of those every single month that you were not getting before. And guess what? They still ended up broke because what did they do? They found a way to spend the new money based on the old thinking. 
So giving someone money, this is one of the biggest issues with the whole hand up versus handout thing. See, a, a lot of people think that if I just give someone a handout all the time, oh, they're poor, we should give them money. Yes, that might help them. He's hungry, I should buy him lunch. That might help them. They need to lose weight. They should just get this surgery. That might help them. Oh, they're, they're single. We need to find them a person. That might help them. But honestly, it's more important to give them a hand up, meaning I will help you. I'll help you learn how to make money and take care of money so you're never in this situation again. I'll help you learn how to get your own food, teach a man how to fish, that sort of thing. So I can give a man a fish and he eats for a day. Teach a man how to fish and he eats for a lifetime. I can I can give you a fish. I gave you lunch. Hey, hope hopefully everything sorts out. Or I can make sure that you're never in the situation again by teaching you how to fish or hunt or whatever that is. Just go with the analogy. I can give you the weight loss surgery and never change your thinking. And guess what? Gastric bypass, whatever it is, liposuction. If you haven't changed the way that you live, you will find your way back to that original state because you never changed the way that you live. I can find someone to give you. So now that you're We're single. Now you actually have a relationship. I can give the guy who's unemployed a job, but if he's been unemployed for a long time, his brain is acclimated to that. That's old wineskins. I can give him new wine. Hey man, here's a job. He'll find a way to mess it up. You've got to learn to change your thinking. I'm going to talk about this in the next episode, in episode 51. So be sure to check that out when it drops. But just, I I really need you to understand this. Putting new wine into old wineskins, taking you're sane thinking right now. We're, we're, you know, December 27th right now is when I'm recording this. Taking the thinking that you have currently, today, when you hear this, and moving that, so it's December 27th of 2023. I don't care if you hear this five years from now, if it's 2028, and it's, you know, December 29th, and you're like, man, I'm about to go on, I'm about to go into 2029, like, what do I got to do? Like, if I take my old self and bring it into this new future, I'm just going to be in a new place with the same old me. And I talked about this early on in the show. But life is not as it is. Life is as you are. Episode one talked about this. Life is not as it is. Life is as you are. It's as you are. It's wherever you go, there you are. Like, I'm not going to, people think like, oh, I'm just going to move states. Like, I'll find find the new relationship, find the new job, just move states. Your problems are still going to follow you because your problems are usually not around you. They're usually inside you. They're things you've got to learn how to deal with. And if, if this sounds like I'm talking at you, I'm talking with you. Like I've had to go through all this stuff and I continue to go through all this stuff all the time. There's some stuff that I'm stuck dealing with right now and I'm so irritated that I haven't figured out how to kick it yet and go to the next level. Like I'm, I'm so, so unbelievably irritated, like not in a bad mood about it, but like I've just, it's driving me nuts. Like I haven't figured out how to fix this so I can move on to the next level. Like in a video game when I'm, I'm playing a level and I beat that level, I go back to the next one. If I can't beat that level, I stay in the same one. I think Alex Ramosi gives the example of like beating the the big boss in a video game. Like if I can beat that guy, I, I can make it through the next door. Like I can make it to the top of whatever. But if I can't beat that guy, I keep dying and I keep resetting and I, I keep same thing over and over and over. I'm like, oh, respawn, man, I died again. Like I don't get to move to that next level because I haven't changed whatever is required to get me to move forward. Last example. So number one was marriage. Number two was people who win the lottery being worse off financially than before they won the lottery, after winning the lottery. Number three is this, 78%, 78%. That means 7.8 out of 10 people, almost eight out of 10 people. That's ridiculous. 78% of all NFL players are experiencing significant financial hardship. In other words, bankruptcy, selling off assets, selling off houses, selling off cars, selling a bunch of their junk off. After being in the league, 
Within three years, 78% of them are experiencing significant financial hardship, like literally being flat broke, going bankrupt. So they achieved something new without first becoming someone new. They went from a dude playing football, making nothing, to now a dude playing football, making hundreds and thousands, or worse yet, millions of dollars if they don't have good, solid financial principles. Because I've gone through seasons where I was not ready for the next season, and that was that was harshly revealed to me. There's There's been seasons of humility when things get stripped away, where success goes backwards, where, man, I'm making so much progress, like at this pace, I'm going to be ahead of my goals. And that like sometimes things happen, I'm like, awesome. But there's other times, like financially speaking, that there was a, a season where we were really moving ahead, and I'm talking like almost three times more than we'd ever made per month, like just killing it. Like, man, this is awesome. Knocked all the way back down to like, I think I think we went from making... Um, this was like early in the marketing agency journey. I uh, went from making, I think we were doing like, it, it was a couple hundred shy of 10 grand. And like before this, we just had regular jobs. I had some, um, commission only jobs, but th- there were some funny things that happened with the commission all the time to the point where I never actually made what I was supposed to make like ever, like out of maybe 25 commission checks, maybe I don't know, six of them were right. And it, like, that's not an exaggeration. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, so I was making maybe, you know, three, 3,300 a month, let's say on average, uh, maybe four grand went from that to making like almost 10 grand a month and like quickly. And I mean, quickly went back down. Like after a couple months, went back down to like literally only $300 of revenue total a month, top line. <laughs> like that's not, it's not what I kept. Like that's top line, like what we brought in as a business. Like, so there were some really terrible months and like financially speaking, my thinking had not adjusted to the point where I was the person capable of making decisions to not only keep that, but better it because I was putting old wine or excuse me, new wine into old wines. And so we're about to head into another year. The issues that held you back this year, last year will not be corrected by doing more of the same just continuing to run the mile, continuing to do the thing, continuing to do more of the thing, there might be something you need to get under the hood and check on. You and I as people need to grow further if we want to go further. Guys, hope you enjoyed this. I'll talk to you in episode number 51.